0: Welcome to the Johnny O Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny O. This podcast is brought to you by Top Billing Entertainment, produced by Asylum Recording Studios and the great Mr. Zills. Marty, how are you? I am amazing. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. I know we chit chat a little bit before we started recording, but uh, first off, I miss you. I miss booking you guys. I've always had fun with you guys. Um, but before we can do anything... I need to know something. How the hell, right. how the hell was a Barbie movie?
1: Amazing! It was <laughs> hilarious. It was. I know, man. <laughs> so,
0: I just I was following your social media where uh, you and your lady were going to it. and You're like you weren't sure if you wanted to go to it, and then you went to it. So give me the. Oh, review. I was sure.
1: Oh, I was, I was sure I wanted to go to it. Um, it's Ryan Gosling and Margaret Robbie. I mean, it's going to be great. Either no matter what happens, um, yeah, you ain't wrong there. To my lady. My lady made this face like like she was telling me that I, I like, I don't know how to describe it. I was like, what's wrong? She's like, um, I really want to see the Barbie movie. I was like, okay. She's like, really? I go, yeah. What are you talking about? She thought I was going to be like, no way. We can't go see that. I'm a man. Blah, blah, blah. It was hilarious. It reminded me, uh, God rest his soul. It, remind, it was very Pee Wee Herman, Big Adventure-like. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was like, I mean. You know, I have a twin sister and I, you know, I played with dolls. They were called G.I. Joes. Same thing. Um, but the Barbie house was in it. Like there's the a Barbie house that you saw as a kid on TV. It's, right. it's very much like I'm assuming for my girlfriend and, and for, you know, women across the world. It was very much like the first time I saw Spider-Man on, on screen. And it looked good. It didn't look cheap. It's like, Oh my God, there he is. So, I, I'm assuming that's what it felt like. So, um, so it, to my was, lady. it
0: was nostalgic to women, girls right, who played and Barbie. Me, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, to me as well. It was very well done, um, hilarious. Uh, the beginning started out. I, I, I don't want to blow anything for you or any of your listeners, but it was a uh, space odyssey. Uh, you know, 2001 space odyssey beginning, but with Barbies and with girls playing with with. Uh, So so here's the thing That most people don't know At one point in time um, Girls had to play with paper dolls Guys got all these action figures And they're like oh girls You know how um, throughout society We've treated them as second class citizens Well we did the same thing with their toys Um, They were playing with paper dolls or baby dolls You're supposed to pretend to be a mother You're not supposed to pretend to be uh, An astronaut or anything like that And Barbie came through and changed all that Um, You know Barbie was the first astronaut Barbie had a sports car Barbie was the first doctor, all that stuff. And it, it, it was this amazing thing that happened and, and, you know, started this revolution that women didn't have to just be in the kitchen and, and raise kids. And yeah. yeah. My son, he's 15 and he has
0: his sister seven. Uh, and uh, he went with, with them and, he was kind of like grumbling a little bit, you know. And he said it was funny how they made a joke out of the old stereotypes
1: in it. Sorry. Oh yeah, it, it was so good. And so it was so, like it's a great movie. Um I laughed hysterically. I was the annoying guy that was laughing really loud through the entire movie.
0: <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that. But anyway, I, yeah. didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bring you here for hour long Barbie review. I just social commentary. <laughs> I, I follow your social media, and I and I love. Your social media. I feel like you're kind of on the edge there. You know, like you you want you, you're gonna say something, but you ain't gonna say it, and it's perfect because I was taught. I had a Ryan Neemiller's a comedian, and I had him on last week, and we talked a little bit about this, um, just how it, there's the teetering edge. You don't want to argue with people online, but you, you you might want to say something just to get a little bit of your point across. And
1: absolutely, you know. And, and it's like I'm not into being mean to people online. No, it's, I, I don't want to call him, but you stupid idiot, and you should do this and blah blah blah, and snowflake and all that crap. Like ah, that's an ugly place to go.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys have think, you guys even kind of wrote a song about it. I mean, so absolutely. the the lonely ones did so, and we'll get into that in a minute because what I want to do is I we're gonna be here. For, I'll keep you about an hour, but I want to talk to you about your social media and your posts because you, you dive into stuff that I like to talk about. And then we're going to, we're going to hit the lonely ones hard right at the end. That way we'll keep, we'll keep everyone listening while we talk about my second thing. The other day you, you put something about the existence of UFOs on your social media. I love that topic.
1: Love it. We've all known this for, I mean, since I was a little tiny kid, I knew. Oh, like yeah. going to church and going to church and stuff, nothing against church. They don't have to be one, doesn't have to cancel out the other. No, um, but like I knew as a like, a, like I remember five, six years old, I told my mom, I was like, There's no way we're the only thing if the universe goes on forever and we're the only intelligent life. We're not that intelligent, by the way. No. This, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, what, what's and, funny
0: about it is with the universe, how being infinity, you know, goes on forever. How cocky is the human race to think, but we're the
1: only ones. You know what I mean? It's arrogant, I, yeah. It's yeah. arrogant we're so special. shit. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. And then, so imagine what we were like a hundred years ago. If you took, let's go 300 years ago. If you took a motorcycle back 300 years ago, they'd figure out how to start it up probably. You know, oh my gosh, if you turn this, it makes a noise. And oh shit, if you turn this, it does this. But the plastic fender on it would blow their minds They'd never figure that out. Yep. yep. Um, and same thing with us. If you take someone that's 100 years more advanced than us, it would look like magic to us. If you took someone that's 1,000 or 2,000 or 100,000 or a million years more advanced than us, it would look like magic gods to us. We'd have no idea what well, they were, you know, what they were capable of or what their technology was or how did you do that? It would be over our heads so far, and I think that's exciting. And I think, oh yeah, at some, I think at some point in time, if you're, you know, millions of years old, who knows how old your uh, civilization is? At some point in time, you figure out that conquering and squashing isn't the way to go.
0: No, and and so in my humble opinion, and I know you probably are like did he really call me to talk about UFOs? But I, absolutely. I,
1: I knew this, you he said, I saw your social media. Okay. We're getting into UFOs. Yeah, but,
0: but in my humble opinion, I feel like we are just an experiment of some other alien race, and they're just watching us and making sure we don't nuke each other.
1: You know what I mean? That's I for sure because I mean? we can do things that our nukes can do. Could do damage in other worlds. Could do damage on other planets. And, yeah, and could do damage into the universe. And it's like, mm, can't do that. And we could be an experiment. We could be, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, But I definitely think, I, you know, from the Egyptians and the pyramids and, and how they're finding out that they're way older than they thought they were, and nobody oh, yeah. knows how they were built you know, finding things under the ground and legitimate things under the ground. And in the congressional hearings are saying, I've seen them. We have these things. think um, they've been here for far longer than the 1930s. Yep. Oh, um, okay. I mean, with the Anunnaki and the, you know, the ancient Sumerian text, which is, I don't know if you know anything about that. But it sounds Sumerians, like
0: you get into the deep dives like I do.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was going to say the Sumerians, you know, had a solar system map that was more was accurate and had things on it that we didn't discover until the 70s and in their texts, they said someone told us someone came from the sky and told us this not not any you know nothing no mystery to it just blatantly straight up said you know straight out of out of the gate somebody told us this they came down and showed us this
0: yep exactly and, so, and 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 I do these deep dives into documentaries and 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 I just you know I, I I'm so uh, interested in it. And, and, and they, it, like you said, stuff underground. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the, the one last thing I saw, they said, you know, there was giants back in the day. And, and right. that's why everything's buried under the ground. It's like, I don't even think we know what happened. You know anything. What I mean? Yeah. I don't think we
1: know anything. I think somebody knows. Yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. And, and that's, an and I thing understand
0: <laughs> the government probably yeah.
1: knows. I can get deep into all that stuff. And it's like the pharmaceutical companies and the government you know they've done wonderful things, they've done awful things, they're just like anybody else yeah, they've get, done magical yeah. things and helped people and saved lives and, and they've also given us medication and new cause cancer for profit, so it's like they're not it's not black and white one or the other it's both.
0: Yeah, well, don't get me started on pharmaceutical. I mean, it's us, and I cannot. New Zealand, maybe only two countries. It might not be New Zealand, and I can't Google it right now. But there's only us and one other country that even allows advertising for pharmaceuticals. Yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, and that, and the reason for that is, if you need it, you know, you need it. You don't need
1: to advertise to you. Your doctor, ask your doctor about this like, again. Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to tell my doctor my arm feels weird. Not hey. My arm feels weird. Put me on this.
0: Yeah. Give me that. Give me this. Whatever. But
1: yeah. <laughs> well, the, I'm from West Virginia. I'm from, and uh, Oxycontin, uh, the opioid crisis ravaged my small town. A town where you used to be able to leave your doors unlocked. And uh, everybody knew everybody to, it looks like the walking dead on the streets, and, and, you know, it started out with the kids that you knew were going to get hooked on it. got hooked on it. Then it started going into people's grandmas overdosing and doctors that dying and, All kinds of crazy shit with with the opioid crisis. And and that's big pharma telling us it's it's non-addictive and you need to manage your pain. And and it's not, you know, repeated over and over again. It's not addictive. Knowing it was extremely addictive. Yeah. It was basically chemically uh, a lab made heroin and got everybody hooked on it. And they called it hillbilly heroin because um, the rural, uh, rural areas were the test markets where it was first rolled out. And then it just spread like wildfire across the entire nation, and now we got a bunch of people that you know are addicted to heroin. Oh,
0: and what's funny is you said that the walk people walking around like the Walking Dead. I, I follow uh, a TikTok page, and all the guy does is just drive through the, the you know, the Skid Rows, and it's just, yeah. it's like, are those even really people? You know what I mean? The way they're yeah. just. Zoned out, and and it's, it's never addressed. It's very sad. Oh, it's it's so sad, and and so many people in in your industry have struggled from it. It's just unbelievable.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, it, for sure. And and now it's you know it used to be heroin addicts and or you know rock stars and poets and stuff were heroin addicts, and now we're it's like you set that stuff on the street. These people don't stand a chance, especially if a doctor gave it to them. I remember, you know, my dad. Um, never done a drug in his life. Um, doctor gave him oxycontin and, and he didn't have any idea, you know, cause the doctor gave it to him. He thought he was doing what he was supposed to do. One day standing in the yard with a gun and his robe open at noon. And I'm like, I, I was like, what? I looked him in the eye and I've had a lot of friends that are junkies. I was like, Oh my God, you're ripped on pills. Yeah. I found out that his doctor was giving him Xanax to help him sleep some kind of sleeping pill, uh, was something else, an oxycotin? I was like, "That's the shit that killed Heath Ledger." And you're giving that to my dad for a pain in his foot. Yeah. Oh. And now he's out in the yard with a gun, thinking that you know, at noon, that someone's trying to rob him and like, and they don't stand a chance. And it's, it's horrifying. And then you add in trauma, childhood trauma, and people, you know, trying to numb the pains that or. or just it's just like uh, it was just a, it's a powder keg getting ready to go off. Also, someone could make some profit. Yep. Turn this into
0: and then land. And them, and them drug companies are making the money.
1: You know, it's hand, oh hand
0: over fist. I love this
1: conversation. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine making so much money that you were okay that paying a several billion dollar fine was a drop in the bucket? And, was and you they, know, was was
0: part of your business plan. Yeah, they, they. I'm. I bet you, if you could see, you know, I'm sure they have two budgets. Like, here's the budget we put out, and here's the budget we don't show anybody. I guarantee, in the budget they don't show anybody. There's a number in there for legal fees. You know, like we are, oh, gonna, we, and, and, and you know, there's two, three executives laughing all the way to the goddamn bank.
1: You know what I mean? I mean, you've heard that. You've heard the statement. It's cheaper to pay the fine. Oh well, when you take that up on a level in the billions, it's like hey, must be making trillions. Yeah, and then when you try to fathom how much a billion dollars is to the average person, it's, it's like the, inf- the infinite universe. Yep. You can't wrap your head around it.
0: You know, I've used the statement in my, in my own life, uh, Ask for forgiveness later rather than, you know what I mean? But it was t- yeah. for a parking ticket that maybe be 15 bucks. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, it, right, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't for, hey, we're going to find you uh, half a billion dollars because you knew these trials the
1: were bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to devastate the nation with an opioid crisis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and that's, you know, I, I do we have to, the war on drugs is a failure. Yeah. It, it, uh, and look around.
0: Yeah and and what's sad about it is I remember when I was young it, the just say no campaign was out and all that and and there was a Yeah and, and and none of that you know and uh, just say no but then the next commercial you see on TV is tell your doctor you need this so
1: Right, oh. Absolutely. Feeling depressed, feeling down. It's like, yeah, we're all depressed. I know why we're depressed. Yeah, well, we just it's, came out of a pandemic. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> And every, uh, yeah, you know, so tell me, let's talk, I, I try not to talk. I was going to say,
1: mentioning that, did you ever think we were going to live through a global pandemic? No, no.
0: I, I My son, I, when we were going through it, so my son's 15, he was 12. I told him, like, you are living history right now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. September 2019, I bought a bar. March, 2020, that bar got shut down for three months. Oh, I was God. shocked. I was talking to, again, Ryan Neemiller. He was third runner-up in his America's Got Talent. He was my guest last week. He got third place late 2019. Here I go. I'm going to, uh, you know, I just, America's Got Talent. Boom, pandemic. He couldn't do shit.
1: You know what I mean? Oh, it's my just God. And people just forgot, right? People, oh, yeah, I remember that
0: guy everybody's rebuilding their lives. Uh, tell me about you guys. I mean, so, so you obviously you had all your success with Bulma Flex. You took a break, you started lo- the lonely ones
1: and, uh, Re- <laughs> you started released m- our first single on the day they shut the world down.
0: Yep. Because, because, uh, in your bio, obviously it says 2000 reform, 2019, but so wait, so what? March 17th, I guess the day they shut the world down in, I'm in, yeah. I'm in the Midwest. It was March 17th. St. Patrick's March Day. March
1: 16th was the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the day we released our first single, and, Eternal Sadness, uh, and, the, and the world shut down. Yeah.
0: And 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 you couldn't tour to support it. You couldn't do anything.
1: New, uh. Bought a new tour vehicle, found this amazing, beautiful vehicle. I was like, payments are a little high. We get out there on the road. We can knock them down. Everything will be good. Sitting there making payments on a vehicle for two and a half years and I can't make any money. It was a devastating nightmare. Um, not you know, those are the small problems. The big problems were people dying left and right. Oh,
0: of course, of course. But oh it was my just God. But and and no one, no one, what what's even in front of us? No one knew. Yeah. You know, even the pundits, hands, put on a mask. Yeah. yeah it, that's no, all you, you got. Know, it, it took how many months? You know, and and to fit, even get a handle on it. You know, when I when they shut my bar down, it was I own. It was an art. Two uh, weeks, right? They're Irish weeks. bar. And and they shut it down on March seventeenth, my biggest day of the year. They shut me down at Ah. eleven o'clock. I'll I'll never forget. I'm like, I'm not shut down. And I got hammered. And and then I people were sticking with me. Don't shut down. And then by about two hours after me call, calling the governor's office on repeat because I had been drinking so much, everyone's like, "Oh shit, there's gonna be black SUVs coming here to take him away." So yeah, yeah. You know, and I didn't understand it. I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I was just. It's like unbelievable to me that the government could just come in and say
1: everyone's got to go home. I, I, you know. Absolutely. And then, which was, uh, is horrifying too. It's like, well, this must be serious business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I remember, you know, I remember all of it happened. I remember a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, um, guy that runs our studio, actually Sonic lounge studios, Joe beers. He, um, pretty well connected dude, you know, um, has family members, huge family. So he's got family members in all kinds of different agencies and different, you know, just this massive family that sprawls he was like, hey, um, we were, were cutting a song. And he was like, I think you need to go home. Um, I, you know, I won't say, my blah, blah, blah called from this agency and said, go home now. Go to the grocery store. Stock up. Something's about to come. Something's about to go down. I thought I had inside information. I went to the grocery store. Nothing on the shelves. Yep. It was like, and I was like, I remember standing there thinking, this is the beginning of the apocalypse. Don't you? Think- and I didn't tell him didn't I tell my girlfriend this? Cause I wanted to stay strong and, and, and not scare her to death, but I was scared shitless. Yeah. The, you know, oh,
0: the, 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 one good thing came out of the pandemic for me personally is, uh, August, 2019, I was 45 and I had a new baby. So I'm an old bastard with a new baby. He was right surprised. On. I'm <laughs> here. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Hello. <laughs> and, uh, they shut the world down in March, so he was six, seven months old, and me and that little guy, we hung out for three months straight. Like I, I had nowhere to go because I worked booking bands. I owned a bar, line. so there was nothing for me to go do other than sit at the house. I remember the first week, I drank heavily. My wife came home one day. I, had well, I was the Christ- bring my question. I put the yeah, Christmas I was gifts question. Out. How was your?
1: Yeah. How did your alcoholism fare during all that?
0: Uh day ten, my wife gave me a kind of a wake up call because she came home and I had all the Christmas decorations out and it was the end of March and I was doing it in her pink robe, her pink bathroom. Yeah. And, <laughs> and lost your mind a little bit. Yeah. I, oh, I did. And and that was yeah, it was here. about day ten. And she she sat me down and politely had a conversation with me because she her family owns a bar restaurant so they could be well, It'll the first free. two weeks, but they could serve takeout or whatever. But she yeah. came home and that she's like, First off, go get all the Christmas shit off the lawn. It's the end of March. And she says, Get yourself together. And but yeah, me and my boy, we hung out for three months straight and just I made ridiculous TikTok videos and YouTube videos. <laughs> I mean, I That's look back at him now, you can tell like this dude was just going insane because I'm a very Busy guy. I like go, 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 go. And it, and oh, absolutely. And and it probably did me good. I know you. I've known you for a long time. Yeah, it slowed me down. So, but
1: uh, that's what I said. Like, I I lost my mind during all of it. Uh, I my alcoholism got wildly out of control because what else were you supposed to do after you'd watched the Tiger King and and so (laughs) many other
0: things? Watch the Tiger King for sure. Yeah.
1: He follows us now. Does Um, he really? But uh, he does from prison. Um, and Jimmy, uh, guitar player Jimmy and our bass player True, they're like, oh, he's following us and they're talking to him back and forth and stuff and and I'm like, that guy deserves to be in prison. I I don't hate him or anything, uh, but uh, you can't do that to animals and you can't try to murder somebody, so do your time. Hopefully you learn something from it. it,
0: It's just... Who would have thought... I wonder if no pandemic, would that thing have just slipped under the rug? You know what I mean? Like... I, it was so
1: outrageous. And I mean, he was definitely an interesting character. He just, you know, went off the deep end, and and it was like, I, I understand. I, you know, I, I'm tempted to. I know it's wrong. I'm tempted to still spend the money to pet a baby tiger. I know I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't support <laughs> this. But man, that's a hard call. I think I would be able to say no, but I mean, I would have to go back and forth. Like, oh, I really want to put the baby
0: tiger. Yeah, um, I just want to hold one. Yep. I, oh, I get you. Yeah. So he follows um, the lonely ones
1: right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, like I said, he's an interesting character, and I believe he has redeemable qualities, and I believe that he can be rehabilitated. And when he gets out, he should have nothing to do with animals, um, uh, oh, God. unless it's unless it's some kind of awareness thing, and maybe, you know, maybe he's learned the error of his ways and stuff like that, but, man, you can't treat animals like that.
0: No, and yeah, it it was unbelievable. The show was almost like, it's a scripted, you know what I mean, and like, can you make this Well, it took a minute before
1: the darkness rolled in, didn't it? He was like, this is amazing, this guy's hilarious, and blah, blah, blah. And the the music videos,
0: the music videos were unreal, like, like, and it wasn't even him singing.
1: That's. Where it, it was a total, yeah. He's a total fraud. Yeah, it was, um, it was crazy. All right, so personality disorder on jacked up on ten and, and and you know and just like I said, it was amazing at first, and then uh, after a while, you started to see the cracks in the in the in everything It's like, oh, this guy's just a piece of shit. Destroying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You realize
0: what a piece of shit he was, but uh, yep. it, it's funny. Uh, so I'm going through my list of your. I I I've spent I deep dived your social media today, and you had a you had another post that I really liked. It, oh. and it was no, no, no. <laughs> it, it was good because I agree with it, and it was you, you had a hot take. Nickelback, Creed, Imagine Dragons are all awesome bands. Stop the hate. Oh yeah, like I love. Yeah. Okay, so in in, in my area, a couple maybe even the year before the pandemic, I can't remember. Nickelback came to what we call the Jones County Fair. It's the biggest thing. I mean, the biggest oh, acts yeah. come to that. They came, and they sold it out. And everyone's, and the hate for the Jones County, how dare you book that? And yet it sold out. And now they're talking about a Creed reunion.
1: Let's bring them on. Bring it on. I, I love, I saw a Creed for $1 in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, I, it was before they blew up huge um and it was you know one dollar the radio stations x106 it was one dollar and six cents to get in as a promotion to the radio and they murdered the place they were incredible and i met mark germani uh and he was the nicest dude in the world i didn't even like know who they were really yet i heard mm-hmm. the song a couple times like oh i'm gonna go see that band that's that song you know and he was the nicest dude in the world and and they were it was insane and and they were so good, and it was this. It wasn't. A, I, I guess it wasn't a tiny bar, but by comparison, you know, to where they ended up being, it was a tiny place. Same thing. I met Kid Rock, um, years and years ago, when there was about thirty people at the show. Yeah. Before he played The House of Style on MTV, and he was the nicest guy in the world. I feel and like then, he's still
0: like pretty cool.
1: I don't know. Well, my friends, my friends down in Nashville. Um, one of them works for Yellow Wolf and uh, Yellow Wolf and Kid Rock, and they're all in that big circle. And they said to this day, he is the nicest dude in the world. They'll go over to his house, and he'll like he'll take care of everything. Here's blankets—you don't have to leave. Don't don't go anywhere. You can stay here. You can stay here. Uh, just the nicest dude in the world. And there's breakfast in the morning that he cooked himself, and and just whatever you want, and, and just the, like I said, you know, everyone gives him hell and the persona that he has on you know social media and stuff like that. He's nothing like that
0: at all. He's a big sweetheart. Yep, but the the one thing about Kid Rock is he don't owe anybody anything so he can say or do whatever he wants. Whatever he wants, yeah. You know what
1: I mean? And I don't agree with a lot of some of the things he said. I don't agree with my best friend with some
0: of the things he says. I'm 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 a pretty middle of the road guy and and the extreme one way or the other. I you know like all right, that's you know, and I can see it both sides. I, but and Same. some of the stuff it's and some of the stuff I'm sorry, but uh, I most of my adult life and I tell a lot of stories on here. I mean till I I was 40 years old, I was a corporate stooge. I have a degree in marketing and advertising and I sold shit to, to people they didn't need. That was my life.
1: So yeah, I yeah. can
0: and and when I see marketing, I see it. Like when Bud Light came out with their campaign and then he was shooting the Bud Light cans and that
1: he might, it was a marketing campaign on both sides. He I've, marketed himself I, to the right people, and yeah. they, they marketed themselves, and his uh, ended up being the successful campaign.
0: And and I feel like he believed it. Like I don't think it was like pure oh, faith. But he's like, all right, now I'm going to take it over the top. I'm gonna get a yeah. fully automatic rifle. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna kid shoot, rock it. I'm gonna shoot Bud Light cans and and you know because then you bring in other aspects. Uh, fully, people hate guns and, P- and this and you know yeah, what I mean. And, 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 and there was some guy like me that wrote this up and showed it to him, like do this, and he's like, yeah, you know what I
1: mean. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know? And that's what I used and to I, do. Like I said, I don't necessarily agree with what he did. Um, but I can also understand it. It's like, I, you know, there's a generation, um, older than us and, and around our age and the younger generations that are just never going to understand. Um, you know what I mean? They're just never going to understand the younger generations or, um, certain communities. They're just not going to understand it no. and they'll be gone. Soon. Yeah, uh, they'll they'll, uh, be, they'll be off the planet soon enough. And it's happened for, you know, with every generation. I don't understand you boys wearing those earrings in your ears and, and what's wrong with you. And, and, and that, you just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's always been that way. I, I've had people say, I was like, look, man, I wear um, boots with heels on them. I have long hair and earrings and bangles and, and tight jeans. And it's like, uh, I've been bending the gender lines for a long time. Now. For some reason I'm in a band. It's manly. I don't know how that works out. Well, look at the look at the 80s.
0: Look at the cover
1: of Poison's debut album. But you know oh, what I mean? Look what the cat dragged in. Someone yeah. said, "Well, they never, they never said they were women. Did they have to?"
0: Yeah, and and it's just, yeah, one generation can't understand. You know, there's my yeah. again. My son's 15. My stepson's 12. I don't understand that. Like the stuff. I think that, they're so, a better generation. In some aspects, they're way better generation. And now. you know what? You know, I'm going to tell you something. So my son's 15, and he and you know why he's a better generation? In my opinion, and I could be wrong, the bullying is not accepted like it was when I was
1: in high school. He, oh, yeah, when I was in high school, it was... It was your rite of passage to bullying yeah, like,
0: yeah, you you bullied like not not me because I was the guy getting bullied because I was like five feet tall till I was senior in high school. But right on, right on. <laughs> but you know
1: what I mean. It's like you, yeah. you bullied your little brother, you bullied your friends, and, 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 you, and you know it was a rite of passage. To I mean, and here's it, one thing that that I didn't realize. So my girlfriend is um, she's getting ready to graduate with her master's in counseling. She's got a, a, a degree in sexuality. She's got a degree in philosophy one of the smartest people I've ever met. She came to me and told me, she came to me and told me, she said, this is the reason why she said, you guys don't even think about this because it's been so bred into you. You throw like a girl, you run like a sissy. All these are negative connotations or negative statements that who gives a shit? Why do we put so much emphasis on, Oh, you, you know, look at him. He acts like a sissy. It's like, since you were little, yeah. people have said things like that to you, and be a man, grow up, be a man, all this stuff. It's like that's a kid, um, and so if you throw like a girl, so girls throw badly, like it's a bad thing if you know how a girl throws. It's just yep. so. I, I, these are things I never thought about,
0: but I but just yeah. accepted them. But, but to me, well, I, I grew, grew up with that. that, but but my. <laughs> 15 year old, that like they don't, I don't even think they talk like that anymore. Like it's no. like they erased all that weird, I don't know, weird ain't the right word, but they, but like those stereotypes, like, you know, it's just, it's weird to talk to him because going from what I grew up with to what he did and, and how, you know, they're more accepting.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, they're going to live longer. They're going to have happier lives. They're not yeah. going to be able to buy a house. Um, that's our fault. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> the planet's going to be on fire. That is also our fault. Uh, but they're going to be happy. They're not going to even the word you know race isn't even going to be a topic in their conversations. Oh no! Um, and and, t-
0: uh, and hopefully in ten years. It isn't because yeah, it, sexuality it, it,
1: won't be a conversation in their It won't yeah. be a topic in their conversations. They won't care. They're a more loving, more acceptable generation, and it's going to get more like that. And it scares the hell out of the older people because they just don't understand it. They don't understand. because they were raised with, or you know, they were raised with. I uh, you know, I don't have anything against gay people as long as they don't bother me. It's like they're not gonna. <laughs> we're not gonna,
0: yeah. Hey, you're seventy years old. No gay dude wants to bang you. You know what I mean by yeah. that? Like
1: like they never think,
0: did. <laughs> they yeah, never that, did. When you
1: were in your thirties, they yeah. didn't want you like, to You to know
0: think. what I mean? There's like a seventy year old guy out there. Like, I think he's looking at me. No, he ain't yeah, he, he yeah, don't and uh, not at all.
1: <laughs> psychology lets us know. and This is the funniest part about it. Psychology lets us know if you are like violently homophobic near probably have homosexual tendencies.
0: Well, have you ever seen American Beauty?
1: The movie? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. That
0: speaks to it with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah Absolutely. It, the, that's the, what the happens dad. when you repress. Yeah he, yeah, he was repressed and all of a sudden he's... All, yeah, I, and I, I believe that
1: through and yeah. through. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. It's like uh, the Kinsey scale, there's a zero and a six. A zero is total heterosexual or total homosexual and a six or a zero is total heterosexual. And a six is a uh, total homosexual. No one is a zero or a six. Um, it's, just, it's a scientific fact. No one is a is total. Head, and it, the guy in Tiger King said it. Go, Do you watch porn? He goes, yeah. And they, well, how many times have you watched porn? I don't know. A uh, hundred thousand times. Well, you a hundred thousand times have watched a naked other man have sex. <laughs> big old Johnson. And watched him climax a hundred thousand times. You ain't a zero. You know what's you, you know yeah, what's that's hard to follow, That's hard to deal with if, uh, you know what I mean. You know what's a young funny man, about you tell that? Tell a young man that they don't want to hear that shit. So I'm going to tell you
0: a story, and I probably shouldn't tell this story because a lot of people are going to hear the story. But so I'll I'll generalize.
1: It. <laughs> a lot of but, people but, just heard my story.
0: But, but I have my uncle has a friend, and he would only watch lesbian porn. Because he thought if he if it was anything but that, he was gay. So and keep yeah, in mind well, these guys are in their seventies. But but and this I heard this story probably when they were in their late fifties. But you know it was several years ago when he told me that. But but his it, like he was afraid of if he watched anything but lesbian porn. He uh, I'm gay. So. And, <laughs>
1: I, mean, I don't know. And, and the
0: point uh, of that story is uh, the mindset and like the programming and like you know what I mean. It's oh, just, for sure.
1: Yeah. So. Tell them to stay out of Planet Fitness locker rooms. Yeah. You'll see more <laughs> naked men than you ever imagined in there. <laughs> uh, you, ain't, uh, you, you ain't wrong. I, it, it is bizarre. Yeah. It is. I stopped watching porn a while ago, and I stopped watching the UFC because I think they're one and the same. Um Ooh, pornography change. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, pornography changed so I I, I don't want to say that on my social media because I got some friends that are actually UFC fighters, um, and I you know it's cool that they do that, and I'm not against it. I just don't want to see people be brutalized anymore. And uh, this generation's porn—that's what it is. It's uh, the brutalization of—it's bizarre. Well, I feel I like it, 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 from what it,
0: I think it the, it, it it's got to get one step more extreme. And and you could take that with like a, it's
1: an addiction. Yeah, it's an addiction. And you yes. could
0: take that from anything. Like absolutely okay, for heroin, anything, anything. Like like even wrestling back in the day was Hulk Hogan doing a leg drop. Oh my God, how do you do it? Now they're jumping off. Beams fire, off, the, off yeah. the ceiling. So it's like yep. it's never enough, and they have to take it to the next extreme. To the next And that's
1: what's happened in and, and, and pornography. And what people don't realize is that is somebody's daughter, that is somebody's child, that is uh, somebody, you know, going to be somebody's wife. That is a human being. Yep. And I don't want to watch that human being. If if someone jam a nine inch dick up your butthole, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, like it's not. I mean, if you're into that, that ain't the way it works in real life. It's like it. You got to ease into shit like that, (laughs) and it's it's just you know it's just brutal, and it feels like. I remember years ago, and you know, people asked me, "Did you watch the beheading video?" I go, "Fuck no, I don't want to watch that." You I don't know, watch a guy get beheaded in the Middle East. Do you know, uh, my biggest regret is concept.
0: I watched it. I, I know what video you're talking about. It, it was during the Iraqi war probably. And I, and yeah, my biggest a, yeah, regret I did not watch ever, because I thought it'd be like, you know, clean sweep. No, it took like, no. it took like two minutes and it was
1: like, I don't even want to imagine what it was. Like. I mean, I can imagine awful. what it was like. Yep. And that to me is what is, and I think saying exactly like that but that kind of thing where you can see something like that. And then, and then when you watch two people, you just, it it gets more brutal and more brutal. And, and it's just like, it's, it's horrifying. That's a human being. Everyone's like, well, she knew what she was getting into. No, no, you Ah, don't. I I don't know if I believe that either. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with, you know, the uh, 18-year-old kid joining the Army and then getting shipped off the war. Well, he volunteered and he knew what he was getting into. His brain doesn't have any capacity to know what his friend's brain's blown out all over the wall is is going to be like. There's no way. He did not know what he was getting into. And then he has to live with that 18. for the rest of
0: his life. And, and, and then 18 years old. You could take the whole conversation back to the opi- opioid epidemic, too, and all that. These for girls, sure. you know, they need the next buck. They don't know.
1: Yeah. But anyway, no, and you know what? That was another thing, that, like, um, that I, that was a real, uh, dawning. Um, remember the weird porn with the horses and shit? I never got into that, but I had friends. <laughs> For some reason, old men send me this shit on Facebook, on Facebook Messenger. And you wouldn't believe the amount of 60 year old dudes are like, please stop sending me video bestiality videos. I'm not into it. Well, my girlfriend pointed this out. She goes, how much money do you think they paid that girl to do that? I go, I don't know. She goes, there's not enough money in the world. That's a sex traffic human being right there. Yeah, it, to do something like that on the camera with an animal. Um, they're not giving her millions of dollars. She wouldn't do it for a million dollars anyway. That is a sex traffic victim right there. I was like, Oh shit. Or they needed the drugs. Not that or I was whatever. watching yeah. it anyway, but she's like, like I said, her degree is like, she's deep, deep into these things. And she was like, that is, if, you, if everybody knew that, they would stop watching that shit. Most people would. So, so
0: okay. Boy, we, are, this, we aren't even talking music we yet. Well, are you ready? Field, are you ready for this? So, <laughs> I watched the movie, do you remember the movie Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks? Yes. So, I watched that a couple weeks back, hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and there's a scene where they bring the donkey up and the chick's going to bang the donkey, but the donkey does all the drugs and dies. Yes. Yes. I knew a guy several years ago that went to Tijuana, went to a donkey show, yeah. and he said it was the worst thing he ever witnessed in his life. It changed him forever. He will never sure. be the same from seeing it. He said, "I for sure." It, it haunted him, and it's 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 one thing when you see it in Bachelor Party from 1984 to real life, but it shows how much the world has changed. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. we used to joke about some chick banging a donkey in 1984 with Tom Hanks, beloved Tom Hanks that, you know, stars in every major I movie. Think because
1: we, because we didn't think it was real. Yeah, you're right. We yeah. thought it was a joke or we thought, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the sex trafficking thing where, uh, you know, uh, the impoverished countries where they have no other choice. Yeah. Um, and then they come here and, and it's literally, like uh, it's a supervillain in charge of these things, and and it doesn't stop. And and you know the <clears throat> that's the thing. It's like and and
0: the internet
1: the internet has just exploded. Made it made it, made it, made it worse.
0: A, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you know when when I grew up, if you wanted to even see any kind of porno, you had to either have Cinemax. And you had to stay up till one in the morning.
1: or yeah, yeah, I remember. From his there buddy's was, dad, there, his bed or something weird.
0: <laughs> there was a kid I remember when I was in, probably freshman in high school, his parents had a satellite dish. Now, when I say satellite dish, it was one of those ginormous ones in the back. Oh, backyard. I remember that. And he would, you'd give, you'd give him a videotape and he would record eight hours of porn on it and he'd charge you 20 bucks.
1: You know what Good I mean? for him, not the killer deal. Yeah,
0: I, I, you know, I haven't seen the guy since freshman year. He's probably some billionaire right now running a company. But yeah, you'd give him the tape, <laughs> and and it was twenty bucks. bucks, bucks. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you'd get this tape back of he just when his dad went to bed, he just put on record for eight hours on the on the, but it was on the old satellite dishes. But it's what the world
1: real genius.
0: It just it is. You know what? I was a little jealous that I didn't have one because he made big money off of every kid. Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: He, yeah. he paid for that satellite uh, <laughs> over and over. I mean, that's the thing. I understand young kids um, watching this stuff because it's Pandora's box. And, you know what I mean? When I was 14 years old, I was a walking hard on, and that's all I did was thought about sex. And I understand that, but it has long term ramifications um, for the way that uh, our relationships are, what boys think women like, oh. how young men treat women. Um, how young women, you know, are having to adapt to this and and I'm the cool girl. I think this is cool. And it's like you don't want that shit. You're just no. doing that to you know what I mean? It's like it's, well, just- it's
0: even it's even down to I, I was uh, uh, the gig economy. These these yeah. these women eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, they don't that's why I think there's such a shortage in the workplace too. They can just go start an OnlyFans and make more money than they would wait in tables. I truly believe for sure the the work shortage. That's I'm not saying all the problem, but
1: uh, some of it. You know what I mean? Hey, I, I, think, just- I think I think we might be at the end of seeing, uh, like, at the end of the fast food revolution. I think it might be the end of it. The fast oh, yeah. food might go away, and I promise, I, I almost 100 percent agree. All night grocery stores gone, never coming back.
0: They already did away with them here. They used to be twenty four hours. Now they close at ten. The grocery stores and like the the like in my town, there's two Burger Kings. Most most they close at between six or eight o'clock at night, and they just put a sign. out yeah. uh, lack of
1: help. And well, well, I get it. I mean, I don't want to work at Burger King. Um, people say nobody wants to work again. I don't fucking want to work at Burger King for money. Uh, a very, uh, I couldn't pay my rent working at Burger King. Yep. I have to work at five burger teams yep. and never sleep and See, if you want a hamburger and any of them people act like assholes and you messed up my order again uh, make it yourself,
0: dickhead yeah, exactly, the nice thing is I am so utterly attractive that I just started my own OnlyFans I'm a multi-millionaire
1: right now <laughs> uh, my, well, you want to start a record label I got a band please.
0: <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I just it, you know, that gig economy it's, it's, it's you know it, it's it's hurting the industry and you're right the the fast food and all that and you know I I and they're making these ghost kitchens now where it's just some guy and then and then doordash comes and gets some food or whatever in the, in
1: his apartment yeah I have one of those a uh, guy makes uh authentic African food and like two doors down from my apartment it smells amazing really and DoorDash just comes get it's called Connie's kitchen DoorDash just comes get and makes it out of his apartment. That's what he does. That's his passion, and he's kicking ass.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. See, and, and that's hurting, you know, but the world will change, and it'll adapt. You know what's funny about yeah. this whole conversation? We've been talking about 40 minutes, and we haven't even talked about <laughs> music yet. This, I, But this is what I want my podcast to be about. Like, I had uh, Jerry Montano. Uh, do you know Jerry? I feel like he was— I don't. I feel like he was on a tour with you that I booked, and I know how that works. But he—he he was uh, the original founder of Hell Yeah, and uh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 all right. And he, when I had him on a couple weeks ago, we just talked about like back in his days, like I would put Motley Crue to shame, and and how the world's changed. He says we were com- we were the caboose on the the party bands, you know. It, it changed more to they weren't the party bands. Now I I would. Argue with them a little bit because when, like, when I booked you guys the first time, like, we had some fun. Like, your brother Sean and I had some adventures. And I remember you telling me you stayed back, you're like, don't kill my brother. And then we did get in a minor car accident. But that's the story for, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. But, uh, but anyway, um, as we're talking, I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, first of all,
1: uh,
0: how music? is Sean, how is how is Sean like like? I mean, uh, he's doing great. He's that's doing awesome. Great. Yeah, and I see the one-offs with Bulba Flex, and and it's cool. And it, you know, it sounds like you do it when you can. And but that yes that
1: that we long- do it when we want to. When, yeah, when you want, when to. want to, yeah, yeah.
0: But the lonely ones, you guys. I mean, do, do, I hope the term road dog doesn't offend you. But holy shit, not Man. Rough, rough. and, and I guess I met you guys a little over 10 years ago, I think, and you just Probably, hammer yeah. it out and hammer it out and on the road, you had a big long run that just got done, didn't you?
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. It and, was uh, the biggest one the lonely ones had done so far.
0: Yeah. And now I see uh, just today, I think you guys announced maybe six, eight dates today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've got some stuff coming up. Um, yeah, we just—it's uh, like it's—it's it's like a construction company, except you get to wear cool clothes if you want to. Yeah. If you want to make money, you got to work.
0: But yeah, oh, I see you guys, and you guys are working. I mean, it's it's nonstop. I see it. You Best job I mean? in the world. Yeah, and then I I, I want to talk to you about. So you're going to say you like the lonely one stuff? Is that what you're going to say? I, I love it. Like awesome. <laughs> uh, the deep dive. I, I I messaged. We were talking about uh, Johnny Rhodes. He's the local. Radio DJ here I love, for the a Good guy. Good awesome shit. to
1: me. Always and, funny. Always always supportive. Just one wonderful human.
0: He loves it. He love and he loves your stuff. But we were talking today about him like, man, like I did the deep dive on on you guys the last few days and I was messaging him about it. And I'm like, people are sleeping on these guys. Like your, your stuff is just phenomenal and I'm not just saying this to suck your dick because you came on my podcast like hey <laughs> thanks for coming on my podcast I'm going to say nice things it's, it's the goddamn truth man
1: it's oh I know uh, it's good I've been I've been doing it for a long time and I'm getting better at it and honing my skills and, and the guys in the band are you know honing their skills and we're at our peak, peak level I, it's just one of those things where it's like there's so much competition out there and we're a brand new band once we break through the noise I think it's going to be on um, yeah. it's just you know, there's a lot of a lot of talented people out there, and everybody's gunning for the number one. There's only one number one spot, and then, and there's some incredible musicians and incredible young musicians that are coming out and doing things that I never even thought of. And um, so, yeah, it's it's a dog eat dog world, but uh dog hunger hungry, and we're gonna our appetite is pretty uh, pretty insatiable. So, so I want to talk
0: about Jimmy and, and the band. He's the man. That that motherfucker oozes charisma like, oh yeah like yes. and and obviously i booked you guys a few times and i'm you know i've known them but like y- you guys had a video the other day of him playing at rock fest and yeah the dude just he has a swagger about him
1: like if you oh he looks like he fell off a bus in 1978 like a yeah. old bluebird he, tour bus in 1978 walked in yep. get yeah. right for the rolling stones
0: well he reminds me of the movie uh what was that one? Only famous? Not yet famous? Yeah, yeah, almost famous. Like, almost famous. He reminds yep. me like if he walked right out of that movie. The dude just oozes charisma. He just, he has a way about him. It's just, it's just like the dude has a shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's He's got it.
1: And he's, he, uh, he's an unbelievably good guitar player, extremely creative. Um, I don't, you know, as far as playing, I I play rhythm guitar when it comes to his parts. I don't suggest anything. I say, here's what I got. What are you going to do over it? And he always does something super cool and that I would have never thought of. But he plays bass too, didn't he? I mean, Uh, he, yeah, he plays bass in Boba flex. Um, he is a guitar player through and through from the, you know, that's what he started on instrument. That's always what he wanted to do. Um, and, when we it was time to do The Lonely Ones, um, we had a guitar player, Jake, who was who's also still in Boba Flex, so he wanted to do more metal stuff, and, and we wanted to go more rock, and, and <clears throat> so Jake just kind of left the band early on, mm-hmm. and Jimmy was playing bass, and we're like, let's, let's we've got to find a guitar player, Jimmy's like, we have to find a guitar player, I'm like, you play guitar, we'll find a bass player, he's like, alright, and it was, he had, hadn't looked back, and he's been the happiest he's ever been. M- band multi-talented,
0: ever. yeah. But just, I love how you said it. Like he walked out in 1978. The dude just like his vibe and everything about him, and it's yep. it's cool as shit. Like uh, 150 pounds. They don't <laughs> they don't make
1: them like that anymore. Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, when you see him, tell him I said hey because I he's will. just. He,
1: I keep hearing that a lot of people like that guitar player is a god. That guitar player's he's he's a star. Yeah. He is. He he's he's got it. Man, he's he's the my right hand man, my best friend, and, and I could call him at three o'clock in the morning and he wouldn't even question he'd come pick me up.
0: Yeah, yeah. The swagger on that guy. What what uh this not to go off to left field, but what, what part of the United States you guys all live in? Because I feel like you're in the Midwest Columbus, so much. Ohio. Columbus Ohio. I feel I don't yeah. know. I don't know how far that is from where I'm at, but. About I feel- 14 hours. <laughs> okay. See, see, to you. I've driven it a million times. Yeah. To you, 14 hours, oh, about 14. Hours. To me, that's like, I'm going to jump off a cliff. You know what I mean? If I have to drive that. Bike. Oh yeah.
1: But yeah. We try, we try to break it up with shows in between. But yeah, it's about a 14 hour straight drive out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you guys all live right in the same area or what? Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, I live, I be at Jimmy's house in five minutes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, I'm Columbus a, is a beautiful city. Columbus is a wonderful city. Uh, great music scene, great radio station, 99.7 The Blitz. Uh, they've been here for years and years. And supports the local music scene. Uh, Rock on the Range. Well, I guess it's Sonic Temple now oh, is here. Go. There you go. That's yeah, right. so yep. it's, it's Star Sets from here. Uh, Bear Tooth is from here. 21 Pilots are from here. There's a major music scene here. So many talented people. One of my favorite studios in the country. Not one of the, my favorite studio in the country is right here. My best friend runs it. I've, I've walked in there and seen so many famous people in there. And it's just, it's a thriving place. And once the internet came, you didn't have to go to LA or New York. You could be right here from Columbus, Ohio and kick the world's ass. It's Midwest.
0: Yeah. It, it, it is funny how everyone's like, you gotta move to LA. I was talking to the comedian that I, and he moved to LA, but now Texas is becoming the comedian thing. And, and yeah, we Nashville them. and Texas to the new yeah, LA yeah. and New York. Yeah, especially Nashville. Like, it seems like a lot of yep. people are really going to Nashville. But, uh, um, all right, so so you ready for another left turn? Because this, this is the way I do it. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I don't know if this is true or not, but are you and your brother uh, related true. to the Hatfield-McCoy feud family? Yes. First. Okay. I want to hear this story. I'm sitting here with a local article from my newspaper from Sunday about, do you want to know the Hatfields and the McCoys? And it was so weird because I knew I was talking to you today. And I thought back in the day when I booked you guys, there was something in your bio, the Boba Fox bio about it or something. But
1: yeah, so, yeah. so
0: you have descendants from that feud.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be from West Virginia or Kentucky the areas that we came from and my father came from and not be uh, tied into that. feud, But to let everybody know, and I hope this doesn't disappoint everybody. This feud is long over. <laughs> no, oh, the really? Hatfields and McCoy, yeah. The Hatfields and McCoys do not hate each other anymore. Oh, I assume, um,
0: I assume tonight when we got off the phone call from the podcast, you were going to go out and find some Hatfields to take down. So, well, okay. no, I met,
1: I met, It's been, so over the years, it's been, kind of the funny thing, someone would come to the show and say, I'm a Hatfield, and we would try to kill each other with alcohol. <laughs> you You're know, like, I think, all right, well, you drink this then, you drink this then, and then both of us, the next day, wake up and go, this damn McCoy, this it, damn Hatfield. Me and, like me and your brother,
0: Sean, tried to do that the first night I met him, but it had nothing to do with it. I remember,
1: I, I said, do not get in that car. It was a purple Mustang, wasn't it? It, it was. It was a uh, Camaro, but yeah, it was a Camaro.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And got, got hung up in the field, right? Yep, got hung up in the field. Yeah, I told and you it was going to happen. <laughs> we were fine. We were fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was just yeah. And I remember it's uh, one of my it's one of my favorite stories because I was green in the booking business. I had just left the corporate <laughs> life, and it was a good good show. There, I remember yeah. that. Oh, and but your brother. Was working out songs in the backseat on God. Think about it, 10 years. It was 10 years ago. I don't know what kind of phone he yeah. would have had then, but he was trying to work out songs on his phone. Like he, he was, yep. and he was singing to himself. And like he was oblivious to where we were going or what we were doing. He's like, I gotta work this out. <laughs> and I, 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 I apologize. I don't remember who the guitar player was at the time, but he was, I don't either. He, he was with us and, and he was, In an argument with a girlfriend or wife on a cell phone the entire time, and yeah, about every guitar player we ever had. And your, but your brother, he's a, and he's like, just working out a song on, and he's, we're literally, he's squished in the back of this Camaro, and he's just working out his shit. It was one of my favorite moments, and I'm going to tell you one other one that I had with you. This this was hilarious, and then and then we'll start wrapping up here. But so I. We do you remember there there was a club I had yeah, it was called the venue. It was in the basement. It was like yeah,
1: speak easy, right? Yeah,
0: and it was like a rock, yep. rock walls. And you you guys were up on stage, and there was a guy who he wasn't starting trouble, but he was pushing and shoving a little bit. And I was like it was so small. And I'm like, hey, just calm down. And you stop the show, and you're like, hey knock it off and you, you you scolded him and said I got John's back and whatever and you scolded him <laughs> on my behalf from the stage. I'm like, Wow, that's cool. And then after the show you pulled me aside, and you're like, you know I wouldn't have came off the stage and did anything, right? You said, But I, I, you said but you said you you told me though, you said, but I would have sent Sean out and he would have kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget Well when him. you
1: give somebody the microphone they sound a lot larger, their <laughs> voice is a lot louder. But and, uh, uh,
0: that, that was just one of my favorite moments. i I have several favorite moments throughout i I do this because I, I i I love music, comedy, everything. never been able to do any of it. So I just want to be around it and and like that moment of, of you just saying, hey, tell that guy to knock it off and then pull me aside later and be like, well, I probably want to come out. I would just make Sean do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sean's it was, an animal.
1: Yeah. And it was awesome. It's just, it, I'll never forget it. It was so funny. I'm it, glad that you called me when I got your email. I was like, I've been looking for you for about two years, man. Uh, I lost my, I got a new phone and it said you can save all your contacts, which uh, was absolutely incorrect. Didn't work that way for some odd reason. My luck. So I lost, hundreds and hundreds of people's contacts, and you were one of them. I reached out to Johnny Rose and he was like, yeah, let me get it for you, and he he did, I'm sure, and then I'm probably, um, so I'm glad that we got to talk to each other again, man, I got you locked in my phone forever. You're never going anywhere again.
0: No, no, and and we're gonna get you through back through towns. Either what we were talking about before we started with what I got going on, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I'd love to see you guys again. And if you guys and Bulbaflex ever figure it out, either one, I don't care. You know what I mean? I just
1: my only one. My only ones are coming through. Bulbaflex, yeah. will definitely get. Yeah, definitely get one. Um, That'll be easy. And as soon as we come out back out to the Midwest, you'll be the first call. Yeah,
0: and I like how you guys just do one-offs. You know what I mean? And and you know what I mean? You do it when you can. But yeah, bring it through. So all right. So before we wrap this up, tell me where. Tell everybody who's listening where can they find you? Where can they find the lonely ones? Tell me your all your social medias. Best place to find you.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so Spotify of course is where everybody's at now. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. Dieter, um, all those, uh, what's the other big one, uh, shit, they're everywhere, um, uh, whatever streaming service we're on there, type in the Lonely Ones you'll recognize us, we're the cool guys with the long hair,
0: you can't miss um,
1: Jimmy so, <laughs> nope, no you cannot uh, social media, same thing, Lonely Ones Band on Instagram, Lonely Ones on um, on uh, Facebook, TikTok uh, type in the Lonely Ones, we're doing a lot of TikToks because apparently that's where everybody's Hold looking on. these days Is watching TikTok videos. So I'm, um,
0: I'm I'm trying to learn the TikTok world and I've even made some dumb ones. I have not found you on there. So that's when I'm done with talking to you, I'll find you on there because I go yep. down rabbit hole TikToks and I follow very few people because otherwise it, it clouds it up. But yeah, I'll definitely, you know...
1: The it's younger- pretty cool. I know, I know that they're trying to uh, say that it's a you know, uh, Chinese government spy agency or whatever, but for the meantime, it's a wonderful place for... For bands to get their music out there and, and gain fans that they could never reach before, so it's, a, it's okay. a pretty cool thing. So, real
0: quick thing about TikTok and the Chinese government agency—you know who's <laughs> saying that? Google,
1: Facebook, Facebook.
0: <laughs> all of them. You know why? Because TikTok's stealing advertisers from them left and right. So there's yeah. they're like, China, 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 because then people are like, oh, I don't want China to get my information. China can have yeah. my information. If they saw what I look at on Probably my phone, they'd be like, it. we're yeah. going to dominate the United States of America because the shit I look at is so stupid. It's either people tripping and falling or whatever. So, you know, China yeah, ain't getting I mean, nothing off like
1: my TikTok. People like that. They're- they, you, you know they can hear your conversations. You told them everything you were doing. I, you I, told them that you had avocado toast this morning, and oh. you showed them where you were at on vacation. And you, you know what I mean? It's like they already know. Unless already you're dealing know. drugs. Yeah. dealing drugs or illegal chemical weapons, they don't give a shit. No, that's why they just want to sell you downy.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I so I've never been in a fantasy football league in my life. Yesterday someone messaged me, "Do you want to do fantasy football?" Today, my phone was inundated with fantasy football stuff. Never yeah. seen it before off a text message.
1: But it already now. But
0: you know what? We could probably, you know, we'll have to like we should do this like once every 6 weeks where we just talk about conspiracy theories and politics. Find out what else is going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the extraterrestrial thing, it's like I'm so excited about it. It could, I mean, I, you know, I'm excited I,
0: about it. Unless I get probed, then I'm going to tell them to quit it in 10 minutes and, uh, and then I'll be done with it.
1: Tell them not to, <laughs> if they're going to probe you, tell them, please God, don't watch modern porn because that's not how you do it. You got to you you yeah, ease into it.
0: He's ease. Like, slow down. Yeah. Type thing. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to see you soon. We're going to figure this thing out, get you back here to the Midwest, um, with the lonely ones. And, uh, I feel like like in six weeks, eight weeks, I'm going to call you and have you back on because th- I it's feel it, the whole first forty minutes of this conversation was nothing about you or music and it was just what I loved, it, anything <laughs> I love to talk about, and 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 I knew it was going to be based on your social media. I follow your social media. Thank you for right the Barbie movie, movie review.
1: I'm looking forward to, 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 to it.
0: I wanna see Oppenheimer he, too, but I haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it yet.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I want to get to see it. It's three hours. So like I got mentally prepare. But maybe but I, I, I heard I, it's a fast three hours. Yeah. I, heard get, I heard it flies by.
0: Cool. Yeah, well maybe maybe, you know, you never know. Maybe we'll just do our own podcast on movie reviews. But anyway. Sounds good. All right, keep keep grinding away. I'll i I'll see you soon. Um make sure everyone follows you on Spotify, The Lonely Ones, okay?
1: All right, brother. It's good to hear your voice, man.
0: All right, take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Later, John. And that does it for another episode of the Johnny O Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time.